design this beyond the die line. I'm here with Greg Ward, Chief Development Officer for Smart Ledger, which is a reliable data authentication system on blockchain that allows cannabis producers and laboratories to record safety analysis that are transparent and instantly verifiable by regulators. It's called Canatrack. And here to talk with us about Canatrack is Greg Ward. How's it going, Greg? Fantastic. Good to see, good to see you, Mike. Appreciate you having me on the show. Absolutely. I'm excited to dig into it. So um, I'll kick things off just with a little bit of background, some questions. So um, we'll start with Canatrack. So Canatrack enables cannabis producers and laboratories to record lab analysis. Um, it's verifiable, scalable, and auditable ledger. Utilizing blockchain technology, um, consumers and regulators can scan the, the generated QRC to instantly verify and authenticate cannabis safety data on a particular batch or product. Can you talk to me for a second about the blockchain integration on the platform and how that works? Sure, absolutely. Uh, so the blockchain integrates with Canatrack in several different ways. Uh, we provide each stakeholder in the supply chain of, of the cannabis uh, industry with a private public key pair. Uh, anyone who's actually going to be publishing data. So let's say a farmer wants to uh, submit a, a specimen of cannabis that he grew, uh, then that uh, producer, that farmer would register on the Canatrack platform, be provided a private public key pair associated with their identity. And that way, when they send in their specimen to the lab, then that uh, specimen can be associated with their farm specifically and to that lot that they are sending the specimen in from. Uh, just, just the same, the lab themselves would have a private public key pair to give access to published data onto the chain. And so when they receive the specimen, they would do a quick, well, they would do their analysis, they would uh, specify the methodology. And once they have all that data, they would publish that data on chain in the form of a COA and then that QR code will be produced at the end of that. And that is an immutable auditable trail that's associated with the uh, cannabis lot from the farmer as well as the uh, laboratory itself. Beautiful. And so for our listeners that might might not be as familiar in the crypto or the cannabis space, sure. COAs are a certificate of analysis. And that's what authenticates the cannabis product and makes sure that it's coming from, um, that it's lab tested, it's coming from reliable source and that it's healthy to consume. Um, and then blockchain in general, there's a good understanding of blockchain is just um, like the technology that keeps everything trackable, recordable on a blockchain. And there's many blockchains out there for mm -hmm. you to be able to use. So choosing a blockchain is really important. We talk about this in some of the NFT or other crypto projects Absolutely. that, um, that we've had on the show before. Uh, so that was just a little, a little background for our listeners. But um, interested in hearing more from you, Greg, so uh, or hearing more from you, sorry, the um, the blockchain is something that has always been interesting, especially in food and beverage products, anything mm -hmm. regarding regulatory, just because of how it works, the nature of it. But um, actually applying it and, and getting it to work with some of these product, products, especially with um, like the, the pipelines, it can become very complicated. So um, like what's been your journey in finding this route, especially with cannabis? Sure. Uh, well, as you pointed out, uh, blockchain... Blockchain provides uh, an immutable ledger that doesn't rely upon a trusted third party. So anyone, you know, who, when you have a public permissionless blockchain, a scalable pl uh, public permissionless blockchain, uh, then you have the ability for anyone to participate and upload data 
once it's uploaded uh, onto the blockchain, it's immutably there. It can't be altered. And it's trustlessly there, meaning that it's distributed amongst many different uh, computers or nodes or databases around the world. And so you have this abilities to maintain a trustless and truthful source of data, a universal source that stands between all stakeholders. And so, as you said, um, by enabling this this technology of blockchain, now we're able to supercharge every industry with integrity of data, the ability for stakeholders to be able to attest to data or actions that they took. And then we could, as consumers, as the public, as regulators, we can now rely upon this data that they published and said was authentic. We can rely upon that it has been altered. And if there's anyone found to be uh, disingenuous, then they could be held accountable. And that produces, again, more, more honesty, more transparency, and in the end, a better experience for the consumers. Absolutely. The honesty and transparency piece is, is critical, especially yeah. going forward in the industry. And, and it just helps in general with uh, like building trust between yeah. companies and customers. Exactly. And you asked how I got into it. Uh, or the combination of blockchain and, and cannabis, you know, we've, we've just heard stories of, of within the cannabis industry, laboratories uh, falsifying reports or being bribed to produce higher uh, potency than actually the uh, specimen was, or, or, or uh, producers of product reusing uh, laboratory results over and over again. And so we saw that the blockchain, again, being this an incredible scalable uh efficient way to produce uh, a universal source of truth would be a perfect alignment within the industry to bring more uh, safety and efficiency. So, yeah, it, it was, it just seemed like a perfect alignment and, you know, we advocate, we advocate for truth, you know, we advocate for health of the people and uh, you know, we see within the cannabis industry that there's definitely a need for that. I love it. I love it. I love it. I love everything that I'm hearing, man. Cause it's needed. It's so needed in, in uh, both in crypto and in cannabis. So like it's really what true. you're doing is, yeah, like you're, you're running point on a lot of this stuff because I don't see many companies that um, have executed this properly. So you're probably one of the first in your field. I appreciate that. We know it's really an honor to be able to uh, be, as you said, um, one of the very first to be able to, to combine these, uh, this technology of, of scalable blockchain with this industry of cannabis. And, and I think you, you, know, you made a good point earlier that you were making a distinction between cryptocurrency and blockchain, or you're, or you're alluding to that. And I think that mm -hmm. there's so much craziness out there with people you know, chasing cryptocurrencies, um, like it's a casino, when really the underlying technology is what really moves, moves the needle you know, in industries, really provides this, this integrity of data and this, this, this transparency layer that we need so badly in this society today, but especially when you're coming to a quality of product and, and, and consumer goods. So Absolutely. yeah, just, yeah. So go ahead. Sorry. No, you're, 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 you're spot on. So many people stop at surface level information and they don't really focus or spend the time to really understand the technology behind it and then put the love into figuring out real authentic application for that tech. So yeah. congratulations. Cause you've done exactly that. I that's, appreciate that's it. Incredible. I appreciate that. That's, that's awesome. And so being first in, in any industry comes with a really unique vantage point. Um, so from your, from where you're sitting, where do you see um, the best applications for your technology? Where have you seen the most success so far? For Canatrack? Mm -hmm. So 
You know, uh, we've, we've got a lot of partners that we've already developed strategic partners. Uh, so Canatrack, I'm personally based out of uh, the state of Virginia, um, and we're partnered with uh, a group called Pure Shenandoah that is actually the largest hemp growers within Virginia. And we're also uh, have a strategic partnership with Sativa Testing Labs, who is uh, the only DEA certified lab in Virginia. And the reason why I say that is because we're really excited to partner with with guys and gals who are serious about the standard that they hold. And uh, the, the guys, as an example, over at Sativa Testing Labs, they really uh, have an amazing standard that they hold and they're the only DA certified lab. We want to raise that standard across the board uh, mm-hmm. to show that blockchain can can show not just um, the analysis results, but methodology. It could show it, sh- it could show the traceability of chain of custody of the cannabis itself. And so we've we've seen partners reaching out from uh, from farms to bo- uh, to products itself, as well as the labs um, in several states as well. Beautiful. And um, where have you seen like what what are the biggest challenges that you're facing? Uh, I think the biggest challenge would be that people are just now awakening awakening to the power of blockchain technology. Mm-hmm. Uh, when people hear the word blockchain, they automatically think cryptocurrency, um, NFTs, and, and um, pictures of monkeys. Uh, you know, JPEGs. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Right, and so and so they they're not really aware that how efficient this, this can make the system and how much it more it can improve the transparency of really every industry. So I think the biggest obstacle is just getting people to continue to be educated. And uh, I think it's, it's really good. We're seeing people spreading the word. So it's, it's really good. Mm-hmm. And what would you say are some good examples of, of doing that just for people wanting to be more active in the space or wanting to help with a better understanding or even companies that are out there that might be listening? Um, wanting to like provide more understanding in that space and um, kind of counter some of that negative. Sure. Well, I think within the blockchain itself, I would say that people should specifically look for utility of blockchain Mm -hmm. and excuse me, people should specifically look for the use cases within the blockchain uh, technology. Uh, They should look at the different ways that it can improve tech uh, in different industries for for the blockchain itself, uh, cryptocurrencies again, it's it cryptocurrency is a side effect of blockchain technology. People saw that the the price of let's say Bitcoin in its early days uh, went from nothing essentially to being a valued commodity, and when they found that they were able to replicate this same idea of a token, then they started just issuing token after token, and people were getting rich, uh, like we talked about before. If you really want to know what's going on in blockchain, then look for, let's say, the original Bitcoin protocol that Satoshi Nakamoto designed. Look for the look for the technology that doesn't cost an extreme amount to use, but is actually uh, thousands of a penny transaction fees, right? When you're able to have thousands of a penny transaction fees, now you could have high resolution capturing of data in an authentic way. Uh, an example is we have a cybersecurity platform and it helps to capture log data. Well, you could never do that in a uh, every second, every 10 second fashion if it would cost you eight, ten dollars every single time you made a transaction. 
Um, so I would say, again, for the people looking at blockchain and crypto, look at scalable blockchain technology. Uh, the original Bitcoin protocol uh, is right, is really the only th- only place that you need to look is that original design. It was ready to be scaled since day one. Um, and then the cannabis industry, you know, you, you, you probably, you know, talk about this every week. You know, it's it's a it's an amazing thing that we're seeing the cannabis industry just blossoming and, and exploding. So I would say that people should just be aware that there is a need for something that keeps the producers honest mm-hmm. and, and, that, and the, that those honest producers should speak up and not, you know, and be proud to you know, I mean, get on the blockchain and show that they are producing good results. Absolutely. And that's that's kind of the transition that we're in now where everything kind of started as the wild, wild west of, you know, anything. And in and, and spaces like that, you have many bad players that are just taking advantage of the nature of that space. Exactly. And that's and that's a lot of what you hear about. That's a lot of what the news is reporting on. That's what increases the level of fear and and doubt for people that are curious or willing to risk getting into the space or won't because of a certain level of risk that, you know, they aren't willing to overcome. So. No, exactly. I think what you're, yeah, absolutely. And so, speaking more onto that, um, about like what you when 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 you talk about raising the standard, like that's exactly what's needed in order to, um, build more trust with people and make people that are you know, um, kind curious or crypto curious or mm-hmm. wanting to get into the space, um, provide them that safety, right? Well, so, um, yeah. Well, you mentioned on your company blog there's an article, and. It reads that by using a balanced, unified, and standardized approach to review and compare blockchain technologies, I'm confident that policymakers will find it entirely unnecessary to forfeit the future security of a nation's network, as well as the financial and data infrastructure by seeking less secure models of consensus mechanisms than proof of work. So what what would you say that that standard needs to include? Sure. Uh, So, I mean, what that's referring to really is... Mm -hmm. The confusion again over the protocol and 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 a, and a working implementation of of blockchain. So right now, as an example, there's a lot of uh, discussion around energy consumption of of Bitcoin and proof of work models. The reason why that there's this that discussion is because the current Bitcoin that that's called BTC is using a very in, uh, inefficient uh, manner of producing the Bitcoin itself. Uh, so because of certain things that took place along the pathway of, of development, that original Bitcoin protocol that Satoshi designed was changed. Eventually that became BTC, but it was stifled at seven transactions per second. So if you're spending a tremendous amount of energy to produce seven transactions per second, that would be like a train going from Miami to New York that could only carry seven people and saying, no more, no more. Uh, you have to wait in line or pay more money to get on board. But the reality is, is that the blockchain is supposed to have an unbounded scalability, right? It's supposed to expand to allow the network of usage to grow with the needs of the people. And so Satoshi designed it in such a way that when the network got uh, filled and and the, the blocks were filled, it was time to increase the block size. And so when you increase the block size now to the size of, let's say, a 2022 usage, now every transaction that is added, every new user that, that's added decreases the amount of carbon footprint and usage per block produced. So if you could allow 50,000 transactions per block versus seven, 
Well, that same energy usage is divided by 50,000, eventually by 100,000, eventually by 100 million. Eventually, that train that goes from New York to Miami can carry 100 billion people. And it's the, the carbon footprint per person is like just almost non-existent. But the people know, those who are, are in the uh, intelligence spaces, they know that proof of work is the most secure model of data integrity. But because they don't necessarily know about this original design that Satoshi Nakamoto created, then they're looking at things like proof of stake that, that is essentially like whoever's got the m- most bags gets to be a part of the voting pool. And and But I don't have to tell you who I am. So I could have 10 people that look that's actually look like different people, but they're all me. And now I've got 10 voters that represent me. And it's essentially, it just it causes a less secure uh, system for data integrity. And so what we're saying is we have a chance in history now to not only move the industry needles of cannabis, but we have the abilities to protect the nation's infrastructure in a way that's never been possible before. And if, and if the, the legislators are guided by misguided people looking at uh this this broken BTC or these other badly implemented blockchains, then they're going to miss the real scalable implementation of, of the original protocol, which like you and I were talking about a little bit ago, you could now create transactions on chain for five thousandth of a penny. Mm-hmm. I could send a quarter from here to, to the other side of Africa and 24.9 cents out of 25 cents will reach there. Mm-hmm. Right. That's so that's that's the type of, uh, you know, serious like uh, changes and disruptions that this kind of uh, blockchain can provide. Yeah, and crypto security is such a big part of like next generation data and and all the security involved with blockchain. And it's, oh, it's a, huge. It's a, it's, it's a big problem today, honestly. Like you hear so much, um, and that's one of the biggest fears of anyone getting involved in, in crypto is the security behind it. Like, how is my money safe? How do I know that some hacker is not going to come along and and scoop everything up? Like the yeah. Like so many stories and incredible amounts. Um, that oh my heard. What, what you're seeing a lot of uh, a lot of hackers are getting into these exchanges because the software development or the or the the way that the architecture, the infrastructure, of the exchanges are poorly built. Blockchain in its original implementation of proof of work is extremely secure. I mean, you can't hack it. You know, you really cannot hack it. Uh, your data that you own that's associated with your private public key pair, no one could grab that because only you have that private public key pair mm-hmm. and it's lodged in the blockchain and distributed among hundreds and hundreds of computers maintaining the same mirror truth of your data that could be encrypted furthermore. So it's it's the most secure uh, way of, of maintaining data really since we've had ever mm-hmm. uh, in, in, the, in history. Yeah, and that's so, that's so it's so funny that you say that because for other people, um, especially people that doesn't that haven't done the research or, or dove in deep into the space, um, they might think otherwise. And so, um, and there's even um people and companies that I've heard that have gone as far as uh, like I won't I won't name any names, but they've um like shared stories about um people getting a hold of their key phrase in some fra- frame or fashion, and being able to hack and steal everything from from what they have, but they don't let on the scenario and how someone got a hold of your key phrase to the, to begin with and how they gained access to um, yeah. their information. And so like they spread fear that way. And that um, sometimes helps to um, promote companies like especially crypto or uh, cybersecurity companies that um, are wanting like to grow their customer base and 
have people more afraid of um, the security behind blockchain? It well, you know, you you bring up a good point. Uh, you know, blockchain. There's several ways you could apply blockchain, right? So us as Canatrack, as an example, we could provide, let's say, the payment rails for the blockchain um, publishing of the documents to happen, and provide that payment for the analysts or the farmers. Like they could sign it with their key, and we could actually uh, cover the costs of it. So there are different ways that you could. Uh, be flexible to utilize the blockchain. Um, but as you, you know, you make a good point, you're, because of the sovereignty of data, then it, it causes you to be more responsible since you're the one who's publishing it and it can be attributed to you. But also if you're going to be uh, in possession of a key, then you need to be protective of it. Um, but, but we're also providing you know, a lot of new innovations that uh, are key management as well. Uh, like uh, biometrics are, are new ways that, you know, I mean, you have to be able to authenticate and just all sorts of different ways. Mm -hmm. what, are, what are some of those key technologies that you're really excited about right now? Like you mentioned biometrics. What are some others that uh, that you think are really contributing to the space that oh, man. figuring out how to implement? Yeah. You know, I mean, when you have this really simple but effective public ledger of immutable truth, it's 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 really interesting because it it could apply in so many incredibly weird ways and fun ways. Um, so I also come from a musical background and uh, spent many years, you know, writing, publishing, producing, working with artists. And so one of the ways that we're working to utilize blockchain is similarly to how we're able to publish this certificate of analysis for cannabis lab data. We also could publish music. Right. We could publish works of art, you know, works of uh, music, video, uh, poetry, any any type of uh, medium of art as well. Um, and, and unlike these other blockchains that a lot of people are using, um, we have the ability to not that you always want to do this, but we have the ability to put the full media on chain. Right. So 100 percent, you know, Mikey wrote a new tune and he you know, wants to put it and publish it on, on the blockchain. Well, you could publish it on the blockchain and attest to the fact that it's yours. You publish on this day. Here's your uh, Bitcoin address. And you could actually monetize it on, on chain. Uh, you could stream it per second. You could do all sorts of fun ways to, uh, to, to monetize your, your creative thoughts, essentially. And so that, that's exciting for me is, is uh, to see a more honest and transparent uh, music business and abilities for people worldwide to monetize, monetize their good creative thoughts. Yeah. That's awesome. That's awesome. I, lo I love hearing that because we do a lot of uh, community work, especially here in Miami and Wynwood with the creative community here. And um, I'm really excited about what this means for intellectual property royalties, what it means for artists, especially if they're savvy enough and they're well protected with what they're creating. Um, like the, it's amazing. Like the application yeah. for blockchain for cannabis and for creative and the overlap that exists there is really exciting. It really is huge. And you can, I mean, the thing is, uh, and there's some really boring things about it that are actually going to really change the game though. Uh, <laughs> you know, like when you have songs played worldwide and you have to rely upon other trusted third parties to give you the truth of how many times it was played, where it was played, mm -hmm. how much you were paid and when, and like, how long do you have to wait before you get paid? All these things could be fixed utilizing blockchain. So it's not necessarily about, oh, I created an NFT to publish my music and I sold it for a million dollars, right? That's fun to think about. It's, you know, there's, there's some people that might enjoy that type of uh, successes in that way. 
but it moves the massive needle of auditability, right? Which is huge. Cause I mean, you have musicians worldwide who are like, Oh, I'm getting paid a thousandth of a penny, 3000 of a penny per stream, I guess. How many times? Oh, they're telling me this much. So mm-hmm. that's, that's really a huge thing. That's, 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 it's going to be nice. It doesn't mean that it solves bad contracts, right? You still need <laughs> to be aware of what kind of contracts you sign. Uh, and it doesn't kill the record business or the record companies. It improves everyone's efficiencies. So I'm excited about that. Absolutely. Me too. That's, that's really awesome to hear about. For some of the cannabis companies that might be listening, and even for some of the creatives like on the other side um, of that space, what, what do you think are some of the um, like best ways to tap in or to start implementing some of this technology for themselves? Sure. Uh, you know, I, 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 like you said earlier, there's not a ton of cannabis companies utilizing this technology for these purposes. Um, you, you know, you've seen a few over the years that have created a cannabis coin. I think a few have come and gone. Um, that's something we could definitely do. So within the Canatrack family of products and, and, and services, you know, we have the abilities to create NFTs tradable for cannabis. We have the abilities to, you know, the whole lab analysis side of it. Of That's, that's the kind of, heart and soul of it because without safe cannabis then you might as well not have a cannabis industry exactly um, absolutely no, that's, a, that's a very good point like safe safe can cannabis is good cannabis you know so yep. that's one of the that's one of the biggest um things even just in product consumption in general like mm-hmm. that um, exactly that's a big question for consumers exactly so, and and it provides uh, a, a safer feeling and a and an easier um, time for regulators to provide more freedom to the people because there's more, there's easier ways to ascertain what's going on in their jurisdiction, right? So they could, they can keep a track of, of somewhat of the cannabis movement within their jurisdiction. They can keep a hold and see other licensees that they've given licenses to, um, still, um, keeping their licenses up to date and are the products that they're producing up to par. Have there been any, any complaints with blockchain? We have the abilities to literally inst, uh, instantly send out an alert if there is a cannabis batch that's been found to be tainted or something uh, was found to be wrong with it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so and that just protects the safety of the people. I mean, it's the same thing as when you get an alert that um, like there's been some lead found in some food that went exactly. out to so many people. You know, that's, exactly. that's a big issue. And so like the, the faster that you can get to that information and source where it came from, so you can stem it at its source and then be able to provide good product. Like that's, that's so key. And exactly. a, a lot of, uh, a lot of people don't necessarily um, like look for that or understand that, that piece, but that's, that's such a huge part. And that's essentially a big part of what you're solving with the technology that you're putting forth into the industry. Yeah. It's, it's real time, real time. Uh, you know, the moment that the lab publishes the, uh, the, the certificate of analysis is the moment that it's available to the uh, to the farms and the producers who sent it in. So literally everything is real time and instant, and it's 100 accessible, always available, internationally available, and so it really provides this real time attestation of data with accountability. Um, and you know, I want to uh, also point out that just because it's on the public blockchain, we still have the ability to maintain privacy. Right. So so you could have a legal identity, let's say, of a, of a lab uh, and their analyst. But if, if, if so chosen, that could be still uh, put behind a username or a um, 
uh, a string of unique idea essentially. But that what what the blockchain allows for is that privacy eventually, if need be, to be uncovered if there's any any wrongdoing or something mm-hmm. found to be you know I me mean, that you actually want to pull out and find these uh, responsible parties. And mm-hmm. so it's 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 the best of both worlds, right? It allows for a privacy business privacy allows consumers to scan it without having to register and uh mm-hmm. but at the same time it allows for accountability absolutely so i want to ba- i want to backtrack just a little yeah, bit please you really you, re- you really got me when you start talking about music and creatives sure um so i'm thinking like there there are the good points that we've made already about how um, your technology is impacting safety security transparency for um like all the cannabis products and companies that are involved but thinking more creatively and how um, the same technology allows more collaboration with independent artists mm-hmm. and um, independent musicians and anyone that's in the creative space to collaborate with some of these cannabis companies that are out there. Mm-hmm. Um, have you seen great examples of that that, you, that you're willing to share or, or is there anything that you're excited about there? Um, so I would... <laughs> Within the cannabis uh, space, there's there's some things bubbling right now. So within the mm-hmm. so we've got some partners in California. Uh, we actually just did a uh, really fantastic conference uh, last week, maybe a week, a week and a half ago in Hollywood, where we brought uh, several different uh, people from within the industry, um, some producers and some writers. And we had a, a panel that we that we put on for digital rights management. Uh, our company, Smart Ledger, we we launched uh, Ticket Mint, which is what we, we what we like to call the world's first fraudulent, fraudulently free ticketing system. So, using blockchain, we're able to issue tickets for events, concerts, and events that guarantees fraudulently free ticketing. Right. Because we could show for sure that the ticket you purchased came from that wallet, that that producer of that event. And only this set of tickets are legitimate. If you don't have this set right here, then you don't have a legitimate ticket. And so for the first time in history, we're able to provide really a uh, a fraudulently free ticketing experience for virtual and physical events. But so the point really is that that this conference was fantastic. We, We combined blockchain with the entertainment industry. And so. Our partners over there are actually working to uh, to help to establish a nice uh, partnership with us with the cannabis uh, farm over in California. So we're hoping to bring the world of music and cannabis in that way. Uh, maybe we'll have Snoop Dogg come out and uh, do, <laughs> do some stuff with us. Who knows? <laughs> I love it. I lo- they just belong together. Like music and cannabis have been together since the beginning. You know, yeah. so it just makes sense that with new technology they can collaborate more openly and more freely. Yeah. Well and blockchain too, you know, it's uh there there's an authenticity to music, uh a truthfulness of uh to cannabis and the need for uh the truth behind the cannabis story that unfortunately that uh when people are uh have information withheld then they don't get to make informed decisions. And it's not about whether cannabis is has to be for everyone or, or this thing has to be for everyone or not. It's about informed decision-making and, and blockchain allows us to have informed decision-making by providing an authentic uh, auditable accountability, right. On this distributed ledger. And it's really just, it's, it's fun. It's fun in those ways. Like you said, it, cannabis, music, uh, blockchain, they all seem to have a little bit of commonality. Yeah, Absolutely. I mean, they're they're meant for each other. <laughs> it just makes sense. Exactly, it makes perfect sense. So, well, we all want authenticity, um, right? 
Yeah, exactly. Authenticity. And and that's become uh, more and more prevalent in the current generations with the increase of technology and even with social media, um, the importance of authenticating even like messages that are going out there. But yeah. in this case, the, the art and the products and um, the safety behind the products and the authenticity behind the art. Um, yeah. In this case, and what we're talking about music and musicians, like that's a, it's a big part of everything. So, yeah. Well, and being given uh, also, you're like, you're saying in some ways, be given credit where credit is due. So the blockchain allows us now, now to have a way to say, okay, Mikey participated in this song with this cannabis industry sponsoring it. Um, Mikey got 10%, the, the uh, cannabis company got 50% and Greg got 5% for putting it together, whatever. And then the people go and they, and they make the purchases of the, uh, the ticket or they make the purchases of the cannabis at the event. And you have the abilities again in real time to disperse payments according to the contract, according to the smart contract or according to the information that you published on chain. And that can go for the cannabis industry, that can go for music uh, streaming, Right. Mm -hmm. So that's really a, a wonderful thing, too, is just being able to show real time um, account or uh, disbursement of funds, disbursement, disbursement of, of rights management. Absolutely. Uh, that's, that's awesome. Like, I've, I've really enjoyed listening to you speak about what you're doing, because a, a lot of times on the um, on this show, we we we, we say a. Uh, Think beyond the die line. That's like mm -hmm. our slogan for the show. And what we really mean is just thinking outside the box and oh, thinking more towards, you know, the brand story and the connections and the overlap between cannabis and crypto that can exist out there if you just have more of an open mind to be able to see it. And so great. I think that's a great slogan. Is, <laughs> thank you. Thank you. So what you're doing answers that. It's a, it's a perfect answer for that and encouraging people to be informed enough to have the confidence to be able to make good decisions and to start getting involved in that space is incredible. Appreciate so what, um, for, for those that are listening, um, anyone that's into cannabis or into crypto or, or creatives in the space, um, where should they go for more information or to stay informed? Sure. Uh, so if you go to smartledger.solutions, uh, that's S-M-A-R-T-L-E-D-G-E-R, smartledger.solutions. Uh, you can find a whole heap of information about our company and the products that we are creating, uh, one of which is Canatrack. Uh, Canatrack will have a public launch here uh, probably in the next few months. Uh, we are currently accepting uh, uh, applications for strategic partners across the industry. So if you are a lab, um, no matter where you are, if you're a lab or a farmer or a producer of products, please get in touch with us. Uh, you can get in touch with me at greg at smartledger.solutions and love to hear from you beautiful thank you for sharing greg honestly and for anyone that's listening i really encourage you to spend some time get to know blockchain seek out and do some research on some of the things that greg has talked about today and get involved you know get absolutely. into the space absolutely well thank you greg i appreciate you and, and mike it's been a, it's been a great time thank you so much for having me today so you can download episodes of Design This, Beyond the Dial Line. Look for all of our episodes by going to CannabisRadio.com or subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts, Amazon, Spotify, or iHeartRadio. Till next time, always think beyond the dial line.
The opinions expressed on this CannabisRadio.com program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of the staff and management of CannabisRadio.com. Any rebroadcast, republication, or retransmission of this program without proper consent is prohibited.